Welcome to Amplify Your Process Safety, the podcast that provides the experience and expertise you need when it comes to process safety and risk management. Our hands-on approach will give you the insight needed, whether you're new to industry or process safety, in a role where you interact with aspects of process safety, or an experienced process safety professional. Join us in our mission to protect people, the companies they work for, and the communities where they operate by making process safety knowledge available to all. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome back to the Amplify Your Process Safety Podcast. I'm Rob Bartlett. Thank you for joining us. Today, I am happy to be joined by two people. First off, we have Molly Myers. Hello there. And also uh, joining us is our guest, Mike Washington. Mike is the Director of Industrial Safety for Arkema, Inc. in the Americas. And he is also an adjunct lecturer at Prairie View A&M University, as well as the University of Houston. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking, uh, having a conversation here about the challenges of educating the next generation of engineers and managers about process safety. And we just happen to be at a training event here in Florida today where we are training those people about process safety. Uh, And Mike has a lot of uh, experience with this. So I thought the first thing that we do is just start off with an easy question. Like, so how does Arkema train new engineers for making sure that they understand process safety so that as they're going about their day-to-day job, they are kind of continuing the work. Those of us who are a little bit older and have been living process safety for 30 years, how do we make sure that those people are adequately trained? Yeah, that's a a very good question. And and we have a select group of individuals known as our developing engineers. And as they come into ARCMA, they have various rotations. In addition to part of that rotation, process safety training is a requirement. So they must sit through this class in order to complete that. It's almost like a full class. Mm -hmm. So they rotate three assignments and they have to take several trainings, one of those being process safety. In addition, if you take the production engineers, you take uh, operations specialists, it's required as part of their development. Once you get above that line to plant managers, that's kind of a different story. Okay, and we'll come to that. Then. But I like the approach of making it a requirement as part of your development. Mm-hmm. Right. I worked for BASF as well, and they had a very structured, rigid program. And there were actually three process safety programs that new engineers, folks that were new technical specialists, had to take. One was process safety fundamentals, much like the one we're sitting That's in today. Yeah. The other one was exothermic reactions. Oh. And then the third was process safety in capital project plan they had to complete all three courses wow. so and, wow. that was, and that was every engineer every engineer wow that's fantastic okay. so we do this course you know we've got a group of i don't know 25 folks here today that are this week that we're training and as you said it's for the it's fundamentals it's the kind of mm-hmm. the foundations of and we're spending most of our time talking about the process the psm mm-hmm. standards and what the requirements are and all that stuff does, does Arkema do any other training for these engineers for, you know, mechanical integrity or for for managing projects like we're talking about at BASF? Arkema do anything like that? Yeah, it's, Arkema has realized that the next step mm-hmm. is probably project management, bringing out these issues earlier in the life cycle of a management of a project, right. I, whether it's a greenfield project or just the addition mm-hmm. to an existing. There are courses 
that are being piloted, but it's not as formal as the course that we're in now. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit about inherently safer design concepts uh, in our training yeah. that we've been doing this week, but that would be a logical springboard for capital projects because you can get a lot of you know, uh, benefit for those concepts at the early stages early design stages yeah. absolutely right uh, so one of the you know one of the concerns i've had for a long time is you know as especially the folks that were the established engineers i won't call them older but the established engineers <laughs> when i started, <laughs> the old ones <laughs> but when i started in the early 90s when you Mom, when you started you know the folks who really built process safety back then, those folks have all retired right. and we're starting to, you know, we're facing, you know, the, the baby boomers have almost completely retired. Maybe yeah, right. I think we're on the, the ending waves of that. So a lot of that knowledge has gone out the door. And Mike, do you, like, do you guys have conversations about, about, you know, about that in management? Like, how do you see that playing out and relying on you know, the fact that we've got to rely on, on, new engineers and new managers who may not have that same level of experience with these hazards that we kind of, our systems are kind of built to rely on. It is a concern and that conversation is had. You know, I, was, I shared my experience with a group of folks, HR managers yeah. and uh, plant managers. You know, my experience is before I touched anything, did anything, I had to spend six months with an operator to learn the process oh, Okay. before I did anything. That operator could basically put his hand on a piece of the process and tell you anything about that process. Right. Mm -hmm. um, there was a development. The opera, even the technicians seemed more knowledgeable. They could pass that on to newer engineers. Mm -hmm. And that almost seemed like a rite of passage. I think it, in essence, we've lost that rite of passage, that transition. Right. Uh, newer engineers come in and, and those that may not may or may not take this kind of course you know, the, you know, all they have is what they learned in school and maybe what they've gotten in internship. <laughs> yes. Right. So. Right. And, and I know that there have been efforts to improve process safety integration in colleges. Yeah. You know, when I was in college, uh, there, there was <laughs> one lab where they talked a little bit about a lockout, tagout, safe work practice really? in a chemical lab. But I don't think I even had that. I learned it in my co-op assignments. I, I, I didn't so learn maybe I, I was ahead of the game, yeah. you know, and I know we had one exercise where we were talking about material safety data sheets, but it was very, very minimal. Yeah. And I had been hoping that with the PSM standard having been out for 32 years now, that that would be a part of the college education experience for new chemical engineers. You and would think so. You would think so. But in the survey that we did here at this training, it, there were not a lot of hands that went out when we asked that. Right. Yeah. Right. So what do you see the future being for that? As an adjunct lecturer, what do you do in that realm? So as an adjunct lecturer, I come in and basically I have a set of courses designed much based on my experiences in BASF and here in Arkema. And we right now we target the senior engineers. Every senior chemical engineer has to have some kind of project. Mm -hmm. Now what they're doing is saying that they have to have a process safety aspect of that project. Are you tell, talking to a bunch of 20, 21 year olds who have never had that before? They right. don't understand overpressure. They don't understand HAZOP. Mm -hmm. They don't understand these. So we break it out into several lectures 
at least to add the application of process safety okay. to that. I see it in the future being more formalized into an elective or a required mm -hmm. course, but the education process moves much slower than corporate America. Yeah. Oh, okay. So right now what, what you're seeing colleges do is they're reaching out to alumni and say, hey, we see you're a chemical engineer. Can you come talk to us about process safety? But many times these are professors with PhDs in chemistry, chemical engineer, and they don't know what questions, what issues to address. Because they may not have had the process safety experience and training themselves. Absolutely. They've Bingo. Been, they've been in labs. They got their PhD and have been in labs okay. and not necessarily in, in process plants or, you know, in, in, in scaled up production. Right. Right. Yeah. There are, there are some some organizations like the Mary Kay O'Connor Center that are working towards improving that. And the Center for Chemical Process Safety, I think, is trying to make some improvements through AICHE. Yeah. But it sounds like we still got a long way to go. Yeah, we yeah, we do. We definitely. And what the other next step is, I see some colleges actually requiring their students to have a certification in process safety before graduating. I think that's the next logical step. Yeah. I know that Texas A&M is doing it. Prairie View is doing it now. Okay. Uh, I know LSU is talking about doing it. Michigan State. A couple of others are saying, hey, get the at least it's not in our curriculum, but at least get lecturers in and get the CCPS or the Mary Kay, whichever yeah. process okay. safety certification. Get that certificate. So at least you've got you've got a little bit of that background. So you were talking about when you started, you know, you spent six months with an operator or whatever. So, you know, we're we're probably showing our age a little bit here, but when we started, there were more people like a process had mm. multiple engineers, had plenty of operators. Mm -hmm. And over the last 32 years, I dare say we've shrunk <laughs> that workforce yeah. exactly. by a third, maybe yeah. something yeah, like that. I, I've yeah, I've so, seen a lot of cases where so the student engineer is the only engineer yeah. for the process. They may have a supervisor, but they don't necessarily know all the ins and outs of that process. Absolutely. And it's, it's all on the shoulders of a you know 23, 24-year-old engineer with you know, not much more than their college background. I ran into that myself because now that I think about it, when I when I started, I started with Yupon and they had had a whole, like they had all sorts of like courses that the new engineers would go to on mm -hmm. maintenance and, and P&IDs and, and, you know, in design and project manager, all of these topics that they internally gave to all of their new right. engineers. But just before, you know, a few years before I started is when all of the re-engineering happened and that really big first wave of layoffs and mm -hmm. cutting back and everything happened. And that's one of the things that went. So I never got any of that stuff. Right. It hasn't gotten any better since then. Now, you take a subject like PNIDs. Yeah. It took me at least seven months to understand how to read a PNID. I had a chemistry degree. Oh, yeah. I had a degree in chemistry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But do you know how long it took me to understand and interpret a PNID? So that's one of the lectures we actually incorporate is how do I interpret what's the difference between a PFD and a PNID? Yeah. How do I read it? These students are blown away and they're like, what are these? You know, why is right. it this that in our every curriculum? symbol has a meaning? Every symbol has a meaning. There's flow direction. You know, which way is the stream? Can you interpret the process from this PNID? That is one of the lectures that we basically hammer on students. They're required to do it as part of the senior design, but if you've never had that experience, yeah, you don't know. You exactly. Don't know. Yeah, I, it seems to me, you know, and I'd be curious if you have any comments that, you know, some of these kids, 
I say kids, some of these young adults who are coming out of school, like you said, right, we're kind of like throwing them in there. They expect them to kind of immediately start doing their job as a process engineer. Here's all, you know, here's the 27 projects your predecessor was working on. Now you're responsible for them. Do you see that changing at all? Is there any room to change that? Or do we need to figure out how to educate these people in spite of the fact that, <laughs> that, that, that there's so, there so, so few resources. I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. I mean, the fact that Arkema is investing the time and the money to send these folks down here, it impresses me, but it's really dropped the bucket for what the industry is going to be doing. So right. anyway, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I wish I could say I would see it change, but I don't because you know, I'm putting, you know, my plant manager hat on it. Yeah. The the business concept of Arkema, like BASF and others I work for is to run lean. Yeah. Yes. And when you run lean, you're asking fewer folks to do more stuff. Yeah. You're getting a younger, different generation coming in. So when those heads cross, you got folks with no experience managing a lot, not understanding the risk. Yeah. So I don't see I our our Right now, our only path forward is to do more education up front, like we're doing here, here, actually. Like, and I applaud also BASF. Dow has a version of this as well. Yeah, yeah, some of the big companies are investing that time still. I think the bigger, yeah, the bigger challenge is with smaller companies. Yes, the medium and small companies is really tough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then that also leads us to the the other topic. You say. you know, is your plant manager hat on and you are trying to figure out how to justify the sort of training and stuff. And if they don't appreciate the importance of process safety, they're not going to commit the resources to it. So how do you train the management staff that are assuming those plant manager roles? That's a larger gap. And here's what I mean when I say that. When we look at our sites, let's take Arkham's instance. You know, you look at the foot, the footprint, mm-hmm. you know, you got some that are not as chemically oriented. you got some that are intermediate materials handling. you got some that have heavy chemistry, reactive chemistry. Typically, the business approach is to look at the size of the facility as opposed to looking at the complexity and the actual risk. Uh, right. right. And then assign personnel and resources. Based on size versus risk. They, that does not match. And that's something that we have not educated our managers, the plant managers, their next step is to go to manufacturing director. So now you have a whole generation of manufacturing directors saying, I've got a site in, let's say, Cal City, Illinois. It's only big. We only need one ATS. We only need one process engineer. That's it. Right. Well, when you've got, you know, vinyl acetate monomers, <laughs> when you've got all of that, you've got to look at the complexity, the reactive potential of the plant as part of your business model. Right now, those two things are not matching. So it's a big gap in our It's also, it would, to me, with the larger companies as well. Oh, yeah. No, right. I think that definitely is. I do have a question for you. So if, if you have... So in a couple like Arkham, you just said, right, you got the lighter, like like a light industry sort of part of the business. You got the medium sort of stuff. And you got like, you know, chemistry, chemical plant stuff. Mm-hmm. When you have someone, you know, you've got to fill a role, a management role in, let's just say, a heavy chemical plant or something mm-hmm. like that. Is there any consideration given to, oh, I've got this person to be a great fit. Well, yeah, but they've only ever managed in the light, chem- like the lighter industry processes mm-hmm. or plants. Now I'm going to put them in charge of 
a chemical plant with right. you know peroxides or you know mm-hmm. whatever okay. state, all that sort of stuff. Does that conversation happen at like during HR discussions and all that? Quite a bit. Yeah. And when you when we sit through our annual talent reviews, yeah. we'll say we have someone in our light materials handling area. They'd be a great potential. But in order, we need to get them some kind of bridge, educational bridge, before okay. they take that role. Right. It's not organized. It's not formal, but the conversation does. I'm happy at least the conversation yeah. happens. Right. So, but we haven't formalized that structure or that bridge just yet. Right. And that's a gap for Arkhamai would be. Well, I think there's I probably think, a gap in a lot I of companies. I think it's a gap everywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and, and it's actually, it's not, not just in the plant manager level. We get, we actually have a couple of clients right now that we're working with on educating senior management. Like these, you know, there was a, I, I say this, you know, fairly frequently, there was a time when chemical companies were run by chemical engineers, yep. yeah. people that, you know, ran processes, mm-hmm. understand risk, all that stuff. And now, you know, you get the uh, you you MBA, get, you get, MBA, you get advertising, sales, marketing. You got finance running things, and you know not. And, and there's not nothing all, wrong with that. And I'm not. But you all. would like to have that they understand exactly. the risk, right. at least a high level of understanding of risk management of a chemical plant. And that's what we're. That's what yes. we've been asked asked to help with. Is hey, can you help us? Just help them understand. You know when you're t- when we're talking, and we've done a couple podcasts about mm-hmm. this, right? When, right. You're, when you're talking about high hazard PSM on mm-hmm. type processes, these are the really bad things that can happen. The decisions that you are making at the top level, all the way down to like the, the decisions the plant manager, like we have a few in the room this week, that they're making kind of day to day. Process safety has to inform those decisions, right? Yes. So. And, yeah. and their decisions can have a big impact, positive or negative, on the risk and the process safety at the site. Yeah. And so if they are making decisions poorly informed, they're Absolutely. not going to make the best decisions for the business. And, and and on the flip side, not knowing what questions to ask yeah. uh, or not being aware of my processing, you know, or, you know, early indicators, yeah. you know, the things. Uh, BASF took a novel step in making it that part of their executive education that thought was big. Oh, nice. And it's something that Arkham is talking about, but it's not in place yeah, yet. Yeah. Uh, the, the folks at that level, do they need, uh, having been one who taught that course, I can tell you it's very beneficial. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So just using Arkham as an example. So now if I've got if I've got folks who are maybe in those senior management levels that don't have that experience, that's really relying upon people like you and people in your in your staff to educate them as much as you can in the course of normal business. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There, and if you allow me, there's one thing that Tim Murphy, uh, he's our you know process safety manager for the Americas, we're able to put in place. Yeah. And we have to put a feather in that cloud for this. We were able to convince managers to make it mandatory for all plant managers to do what's known as a process safety leader review okay. and at six to nine months. That means each plant manager has to do a presentation on the major risk, how they abate those risks, what the challenges are, and if we don't feel that they did an adequate job to convey, communicate those risks, then they go into recycle, have to do it again. If that, then it's handled by HR. That is now a global document that is signed off by myself. We got the idea from other companies, but now it's, and we've now implemented it also to ATS leaders as well. So, so that sounds so, like a best practice to me. I haven't heard that elsewhere. 
absolutely it's so it, nice so it's not really it's not really training per se it's not like going to a classroom mm -hmm. or doing something but it's actually getting into the details at your site and which is you know could right. arguably and, be and if, if, you, <laughs> if, if you can explain it to somebody then you obviously understand it right yeah and that's the objective is to make sure that they fully understand and appreciate those risks and their safeguards correct, correct? is nice. that is that similar to like doing like like having to defend a thesis where they're like they're yes. giving and you're asking questions and it's and it's basically questions. the manufacturing version of having to defend a thesis yeah yeah and that's plant managers have to do that and have to do that yeah. it's mandatory yeah that's fantastic that's nice. yeah. yeah very nice okay so i think that probably is about the areas those are the areas we wanted right. to cover do you have anything else that kind of you'd like to you know best practices or anything you know or, you know where do you see us going in the future with this anything like that no i i go back to the generation that's coming in i think uh, the push is for to reach out to the universities and mm -hmm. and really cultivate the pipeline coming in. Yeah. One of the, the the other things that we're dealing with is there's a shortage in the EHS ranks, especially in process safety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the folks that we bring in, you know, there's an educational gap. So if we don't kind of bridge that and reach out to universities or the, and create kind of an onboarding program that includes process safety. I, I think, you know, we're headed for some other larger gaps and other risks that we, you know, we may or may not be aware of. So, well, and, and the important thing for us to remember, it's easy to sit here and talk hypothetically yeah, and talk gaps. But when we're talking in this area, when we're talking about gaps, we're really saying, hey, we could have a major incident exactly. that could kill people yeah. because of these these issues that we're talking about. So I think this is very yes. important. I think that I'd like to see us do more training, do more conversations mm -hmm. like this in the future. Yeah, look at two, T2 laboratories and other CSB. You know, at the thing, there was no one with any understanding. Oh, yeah. Of, you know, chemical process. What was going but, on inside the reactor? Exactly. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So, those. Those things are um, uh, eye opening. Uh, they're frightening. <laughs> just, yeah. So, okay, Mike. Well, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. And Molly, well, thank you for being yep. on. So, Mike, if somebody wants to reach out to you, find out more about what you're doing, or maybe have some ideas about process safety and education or whatever, how can they do that? Well, Rod, quite simply through Facebook or LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, normally, a lot of professors have asked or other companies have asked me to be part of uh, consortium groups and we share ideas and, and LinkedIn right, right now is our primary medium. So I don't have any other source. So yeah. feel free to reach out to me questions. If you want to, you know, at, you know, basically invite us to some kind of sharing group, which I'm a part of. Yeah. It, it is a passion of mine. So please feel free to reach out. And I really thank you and Molly for having me on this. It's been fun. Fantastic. <laughs> well, we, we enjoyed having you and we also will include your LinkedIn profile a link to your LinkedIn profile, say that 10 times fast <laughs> in the podcast notes. So if you have a question or comment about this week's episode, or if you have an idea for a future episode, questions about anything process safety related, we would love to hear from you. You can always send us an email to podcast at amplifyconsultants.com. Our goal here at Amplify Process Safety is to save lives by partnering with companies like Garkama, that handle highly hazardous chemicals to create world-class process safety systems like Arkema has, as it's our firm belief that these systems will help to prevent catastrophic incidents like fires, explosions, and toxic releases. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us if we can help guide you on your process safety journey. 
And finally, I would like to thank Molly and Mike for joining us. And for those of you who are listening, thank you for investing your podcast listening time, learning about these important process safety issues. We do appreciate it. And until next time, be safe out there. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Amplify Your Process Safety. Head to our website, AmplifyConsultants.com, to find our show notes and other resources. Thank you for joining us in our mission to ultimately save lives by advancing process safety right here on Amplify Your Process Safety. Until next time.